0: And great businesses
1: podcast and so trying to keep up when you're running can is you know it's pretty difficult i think there's been more change in the last year than there was in the previous 10 i personally think one of the biggest challenges in the next few years is going to be voice activation it's not so much whether something is going to go wrong it's what is going to go wrong and what you're going to do about it
0: hi everyone it's john here and i'm super excited to be chatting to full thomas today So Phil's been the CEO of the Can Lions for the last 10 years, and I think he has the best view of anyone in the world of the radical changes happening in the field of marketing and advertising. We talk a lot about the pace of change in the industry and how hard it is for marketers today to stay on top of all of this change. One thing which really stood out for me in this chat was just how modest and grounded Phil is given his incredible life achievements. Lastly, this was recorded in a hotel restaurant, so please excuse the audio quality. I do hope you enjoy it. Let me know what you think in the comments. Cheers. So firstly, full uh, thanks for taking the time. Most appreciated it. Uh, very welcome. Real honour to have you here in South Africa. Uh, really awesome. Uh, maybe we could start just by telling our audience what your exact role is, and it's changed a bit over the last year, year and a half or so.
1: Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm still very involved in Canlines, but I also take responsibility for the other events that we run. We run some large fintech events, some education technology events, retail events, etc. As well, as well as Can. But Can remains the, uh, the biggest. Okay, our audience
0: is obviously super interested in the media and advertising side. Um, what would you say the sort of current articulated purposes for for the Cannes Lions?
1: Well, I think it's all about the awards. So people think of Cannes, and they often think of the event itself. But really, for us, the whole thing rests on on the awards. Mm-hmm. So you then have to think, well, you know, what's the point of, of awards? And I suppose with particularly in in marketing and advertising, I think that two or three quite big reasons that people want to win awards and why they're important. Mm. The first is obviously just recognition. Everybody likes to be recognized. Everybody mm. likes a slap on the back. Yeah. Um, but I think in advertising, marketing, there's a couple of more important reasons. I mean, the first is that if you are in advertising, there's very, very little you can do to prove that you're very good at your job. Mm. You know, if you're a lawyer and you've won lots of cases, Or if you're a banker and you've sold lots of businesses, you've got the actual proof that you're good at your job. But if you're a creative person, it's kind of hard. It's very subjective. Mm -hmm. So awards serve as that benchmark to say, these people are really good at what they do. And then the final reason, I think, which we're seeing more and more at CAM, is companies using awards as their measure for improving their creative output. So they want to be more creative. And the way to
0: judge whether they're actually going forward on that journey is by winning awards. And so you were the CEO for 10 years. That's quite something. And I guess if I look at the advertising landscape over the last 10 years. It feels arguably to have had more shift in the last 10 years than the preceding 30, I don't know. That could be argued. But um, what did you see as the big changes from CAN 10 years ago when you started to, to today? Well, I think the, the quote you
1: just said is true. I actually agree with that. I think the last year... I think there's been more change in the last year than there was in the previous ten as well. Mm. And I imagine the next year is gonna be even faster. It's almost it's almost incredible to look at the difference from year to year. And so trying to keep up when you're running can is you know, it's pretty difficult. <laughs> but I suppose I don't know, it's a very big subject, but I suppose that the the key changes are that the simplicity, the relative simplicity of marketing, which was effectively I'm a marketer. What do I need? I need a creative agency who's going to come up with an idea. I need a media agency who's going to buy some media for me. And I need a media owner, whether it's radio, newspaper, whatever, uh, to get my message out. That's it. If you compare that now to what a marketer has to think about and the number of partners they could work with and the data they have to uh, work with and the measurement that they have to understand and the landscape and the platforms and the complexity of it is just mind-blowing mm-hmm. and it just seems to be getting more complex all the time so i think that's that's also behind the growth of can i
0: think mm-hmm. the number of people coming to the festival from all sorts of mm-hmm. different industries so way harder for the marketers involved i mean i guess in the old days you just had to have this sort of small tool chest. Now to win, you have to have this massive tool chest. And I guess it's just so much more complicated. For yeah, I,
1: I think for marketers, I think for for, for marketers, it, it's becoming all all but impossible for one department or one person to really cover it all. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's really, you got to think about creativity. So you got to think about your above the line stuff. You've got to worry about transparency, digital, social, e-commerce. I mean, that's another thing. I mean, the marketing now, people are calling not so much, it's not about marketing, it's about customer experience. So once yeah. you start
0: talking about that, you're talking about physical experience, digital experience. It's enough to um, yeah. send you crazy. I <laughs> guess yeah. in order to win, you need to be current, but you also need to be sort of looking around corners and seeing what's coming. And, you know, in your position, I guess you get to see what things are starting to have more impact. Um, this is almost an impossible question to answer because I don't think Mark Zuckerberg knows exactly what Facebook is going to look like in five years. But what do you think five years looks like? Um, does this disruption continue? Yeah. yeah, I think it does. I think it does
1: continue. I mean, what we try and do it can is we try and anticipate or we try to get ride the wave just at the right time, you know. And we do that by by the lions that we introduce because it's really important that our lions reflect the work that people are doing out there. Yeah, um, and I remember when we launched, we launched the mobile lines, and mobile really hadn't kicked off yet. But if you get the timing right, suddenly it's like, of course, can has a mobile lines. Why it couldn't mm-hmm. exist without a mobile lines? Mm-hmm. And uh, next year we're launching three lines, which I think are interesting. Mm-hmm. They are e-commerce, um, experience, which is massively important, both physical and digital, and and social and influencer. Oh, lines. Wow. So you could say right now, those are the things that if a marketer hasn't got, if they're not on top of those three things, yeah. they're not on top of their business at all. So, so that's an indication of the way things are going. But I think, yeah, predictions are very difficult. One of the biggest challenges, I personally think one of the biggest challenges in the next few years is going to be voice activation. Mm. Because if you think about the retail space, the digital retail space, if you are making your choices through voice activation, how how do you market through that mm. how, you know how how do you use alexa or whatever to market your product mm. if i'm telling alexa to buy me a certain product how are we going to market to that so that's one of the challenges
0: but i think there's many more of course and so a little bit too early for a voice can uh, lines award but but if it continues in this trajectory maybe that that that's the following year
1: yeah we have to try and time it right yeah mm. yeah
0: and so far it's worked but, okay mm. and so we're in Africa today. Um, what do you think Africa's role is in the future of creativity? It sort of feels like there's a burning energy and, uh, in, in Africa's creativity at the moment. Um, how do you see it playing a part in, in the rest of the world's sort of creative landscape?
1: Africa, it's a bit like Asia. People do talk about Africa. I know you're not, talking, you know, you know Africa, so you're not putting it like this, but people do talk about Africa as if it's one thing. Mm-hmm. It's a bit like Asia. Uh, In my head, from a creative point of view, you've got to split it into three. Mm. You've got, obviously, South Africa, massively strong, historically big lion winners, very creative, lots of famous creatives coming out of South Africa, continue to do so, really separate. Then you've got North Africa and Dubai Links, which is our Middle East and North Africa event, Mm. sees amazing winners from North Africa, Egypt, Morocco. Those sort of places, um, and then you've got kind of the rest of Africa, and and the issue with the rest of Africa is that it's it's been on the cusp for a really long time, mm. and the difficulty that we find is how do we encourage creativity in that part of Africa? Mm. Because the way we find to encourage creativity is to have award shows, right? So so the, the Dubai Links has really improved the creative output in the Middle East. Mm. The statistics to prove that. The problem at the moment is if you said, if you said, let's have an award show for Africa to try and get the creativity improved, you'd have to exclude South Africa because they just win everything. Mm. So then the rest of Africa would say, yeah, but then, but we're not, that means we're not really competing with the best.
0: Mm.
1: So you then say, well, let's have a whole Africa award and then South Africa wins everything. So it's really, really difficult. Mm. So They've been on the cusp for a very long time, mm. but there are pockets of really good stuff that's happening. And I think it will be, you know, in the next few years, I
0: think Africa will continue to to blossom as a creative. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and to change track slightly to, to Phil Thomas. Um, so you obviously um, have had a really interesting uh, career journey. Could you give us a few of the highlights how you came to be in the role you are at the moment and what the sort of uh, career flow was which, which led you there? I was not very good at school. I like creating things and making things, and I like
1: to, I like people to consume those if at all possible. So I started as a photographer, realized I wasn't very good at, you've got to be very good to make a living as a photographer. You've got to be really, really good. I actually came to Africa. I came to East Africa and I took photos, I was taking photos and writing articles. And when I got back to England, nobody wanted to publish the photos, but they wanted to publish the articles. So I thought, Obviously I must be better at writing. So I then became a journalist. <laughs> um, and then I did various other things, but I think the reason that running can or any event is very similar to that is all you're trying to do is package content. Um, that's good enough for somebody to say they'll pay you for it. Mm-hmm. So it's just like being an editor of a magazine, really. Mm-hmm. You're putting content together and you're trying to make it valuable.
0: Okay. L- listening to that and then thinking about, you know, we, uh, in our audience, we have a lot of students and, and sort of people coming up into this sort of uh, industry. What sort of advice would you give to someone who is graduating this year and about to sort of go and uh, into the advertising and marketing industry?
1: You've got to be positive. So I always say be a hand raiser, not a finger pointer. Mm. So you've got to be the person that always always says yes. Just say yes to everything and then worry about it later on. It doesn't matter what it is. Just say yes. Um, And then if it's a mistake, you can always row back from it. And then I think that probably the key, the key thing, as I look across the people I've seen who've been successful in the past, um, the ones who are most successful are the ones who do everything with absolute commitment. Mm. If you do something with commitment, the first thing is you're, you're actually respecting the people around you Mm. because Um, you're saying this actually matters. Mm. And if you do things with commitment as well, you're kind of respecting yourself because we're not here on this earth very long. And if you're half asked about things, Mm. you're not really respecting your time on the planet. So, and the other thing is if you do things with commitment, you're much, much more likely to succeed. Mm. So I think, I think that if I was advising someone, coming out into the world. That, that's what I would say. Just don't be half-arsed about anything. And that goes down to the tiniest detail. So like we were meeting today. You wouldn't have minded if I was five or ten minutes late, but
0: I was on time. Yeah. You know, it's things like that I think are really important. It's really cool. Um, and that's my tie into to the same thing. I was recently reading Tim Ferriss' book, and he asks everyone what your – what your billboard statement uh, slash motto would be, which you could communicate to the world. Do you have anything which springs to mind under that heading? It's a tricky question if you don't have one at the top of your mind.
1: Well, I always think if you keep in mind that all things pass, that keeps you very grounded because if things are going fantastically well and then they change, you can think, well, everything changes, all things pass. Mm -hmm. And then if you're having a really bad time, you can think, I'm going to come out of this because everything changes,
0: all things And that's one way not to go mad. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. That sounds great. Um, And I can imagine that you must have to do a lot of traveling and, you know, working towards events must be as high pressure as almost any industry. Um, How do you, are you very deliberate personally about your own well-being and how do you make sure that you stay, as you say, sane and sort of uh can deliver really well in all parts of your life?
1: Well, from a health point of view, about four or five years ago, I decided I was getting really quite overweight and unfit. And I just kept thinking I should do something about that. Mm-hmm. And then one, uh, one day I just did do something about that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think diet and exercise are really important, trying to sleep as well as possible. Mm-hmm. But I think also the other thing about events is <laughs> it's mm-hmm. funny because for the first couple of years when I was running camp, I used to get quite stressed. Mm. Because things kept going wrong and I just, it was quite stressful. And then I realized that actually, with an event, any event, and maybe in life in general, it's not so much whether something's going to go wrong, it's what is going to go wrong and what you're going to do about it. Mm. So, in Canada these Today, days, I wake yeah. up and I just think, I wonder what challenges we're going to have this year. its Because <laughs> it's not going to be smooth. I can tell you that. Yeah. Something's going to go wrong. I wonder what it's going to be. Yeah.
0: And if you, that just, changes your outlook and you become much more relaxed that makes a lot of sense i think it's the same building any business you know there's just always going to be these potholes and just sort of accepting that it they're coming the actually yeah that is it yeah it's <laughs> yeah
1: so, no, it's overcoming
0: those yeah that's amazing um and if i was to ask you this is quite a quite a big question but if if you were to say what you want to be remembered for and uh, your time on the, on the planet what do you think it would be
1: oh i think if people thought at least he was quite a decent person. Okay. There's about a, that's about the best you
0: can hope for. That's awesome. Awesome. Cool. thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah. Awesome. Thank Enjoyed you. it. Thank you very much. That's incredible. Thank you.